Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places, but there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. You know what they say, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Apparently, that's what the odds makers who envision Luka Doncic as the next face of the NBA believe. For they have installed him as the preseason favorite for the second year in a row to be the NBA's MVP. Now, I know enough about betting and setting odds to know that it's not as if the odds makers want Doncic to win MVP. They simply either see him as the likeliest to win it or believe he'll draw the most bets from the gambling public and therefore don't want to expose themselves with odds that would pay off handsomely for less wagered. And if they keep going, one day they will be right. Just as the guy who first came up with the whole try, try again if you don't get what you're after mantra, a Scottish king named Robert the Bruce from the 14th century. The concept was later adopted and popularized in the 1800s by both a teacher, Tommy Palmer, and a songwriter, good old Eddie Hickson. Robert the Bruce got walloped in his first war with England, went and hung out in a cave for a few years, and then came back with renewed resolve and kicked some ass. That's where the phrase came from. I have to wonder about the 14th century to 1800s gap, by the way. Was that, was that a defeatist stretch in world history? Was everybody taking their L's and going home for about 400 years? These are not the questions that keep me up at night, but... They are ones that sidetrack my writing or podcasting on occasion. So consider that a public service announcement, or at the very least, an explanation. 
What I don't understand now, any more than I did this time last year, it is what prompts the belief that Doncic is most likely to win. I get that if anybody from the Mavs is going to win it, he will. Just as I get that his ability to fill a box score generally appeals to the voters. And I'm not blind to the fact that MVP isn't necessarily the best player in the league, but the player who puts up the best numbers for a winning team. No one is making a case for Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, for best all-around player in the league. The oddsmakers view him winning it last season as so extraordinary that they gave him the eighth best odds of doing it again. To be clear, I'm using the odds as a way of approaching the subject of who will be in the running for league MVP. How odds are set and how to make smart bets is not the point of this episode. And I am happy to delve into all that at some point because I do find it fascinating that to be a successful gambler, it really comes down to crunching numbers as much as it does having a grasp of whatever sport you're gambling on. That's why it's not all about figuring out who is going to win or lose or by how much. It's looking for the most favorable odds or lines, usually when they're first set, that can give you the biggest edge. I don't think the odds makers are alone in seeing Doncic winning MVP either. I get the sense that belief is shared by more than a few people in the media, and no doubt that informs the odds makers. I just don't happen to be one of them, and it has less to do with how I view him as a player as much as what I know it takes to win MVP. First, it takes a team that is considered a title contender. As of right now, that's not the Dallas Mavericks. Jokic winning last year on a third-seeded Denver Nuggets team was actually a major anomaly, helped by the fact that so many of the other potential candidates, as in driving forces on teams that were title contenders, spent a good part of the season injured. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard. And then there was Donovan Mitchell, who played for the team with the best record in the league, but took himself out of the running with a terrible first quarter or so of the season and just didn't do quite enough the rest of the way to climb back in. Denver's second best player going down, Jamal Murray, and Jokic playing all 72 games had a major influence. And I'm not going to argue that they shouldn't have. Those are just events that have as much to do with perception as reality. For the sake of this exercise, let's pretend that lightning could strike twice. That the top players on the top three or four teams are either going to have bad stretches or miss time. Opening the door for someone like Luka Doncic to win even if the Mavs don't finish as the first or second seed in the Western Conference. And the reason I put that delineation on the seeding that most likely produces an MVP is because since 2000, the MVP has come from a first or second seeded team 18 times. Russell Westbrook won it in 2017 on a sixth seeded Thunder team. And Jokic's Nuggets, as mentioned, were the West's third seed. I don't see the Mavs finishing even third in the West with a brand new coach and Jason Kidd. Their only free agent additions were Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown to a 42-30 team. That record got them the fifth seed 
behind the Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, and Jazz. Now, I may be on an island in saying that I don't envision any of those four slipping, particularly the Clippers, while I could see the Lakers, if healthy, Grizzlies, and maybe even the Warriors all breathing down the Mavericks' neck for that fifth spot. Point being, it's not like the Mavs are guaranteed to move up in the standings. They're going to have to fight to stay in that fifth spot. Luka also isn't going to get a bump if his co-star, Kristaps Porzingis, or any other Mav misses time the way Jamal did because he didn't this past season when Porzingis missed 29 of 72 games. Porzingis missing time is practically written into the script at this point. And if you're thinking Doncic can carry them all by himself, well, what makes you think that? His performance with Slovenia over the summer in the Tokyo Olympics? If so, you weren't paying attention after he had his big game early against Argentina. Nor were you taking into account that Slovenia played a half dozen games in Tokyo, a far cry from the 82-game slog of the NBA. Slovenia finished fourth overall, which is impressive for a country of their size, no doubt. But Luka is one of four different players to lead them in scoring. Slovenia won a couple games despite Doncic not playing well and were trounced by Australia in the bronze medal game. There was nothing about Doncic's Olympic performance that suggested he's ready to dominate the NBA for an entire season. But there is someone who did, who also is on a team that is projected to be a title contender, if not the outright favorite and that's Kevin Durant. The only argument not to make him the favorite is that he has James Harden at his side, who made a pretty good case last season at one point before getting hurt that he could be both the Nets and league MVP. Now, KD is third on the Action Network's list when it comes to odds for the MVP at plus 800, which is double that of Doncic's plus 400. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'd play KD over Doncic in a heartbeat because of that 2x return alone. The momentum of the Olympics for KD is why I'd go with him, even though Harden is on the board at plus 2,500. I don't see any reason why Harden can't be the score playmaker he was last season. And if he stays healthy, he's going to be a strong MVP candidate as well. I'm just going to give the nod again to KD because of the momentum he has from this past summer. Even Joel Embiid makes more sense than Luka. According to Basketball References MVP Tracker, which analytically looks at who has won MVP in the past and measures the current candidates in a season's numbers, to create a top 10 list, complete with a rolling percentage of their chance of winning. After Jokic, Embiid was 
third this past season with an 8.8% chance of winning, behind Jokic at 60.7% and Giannis Antetokounmpo at 11.3%. Embiid fell out of the running because he only played 51 games, one less than even Kawhi Leonard, who finished fourth on Basketball References MVP board. Now, we're not expecting Leonard to play until later into this season, so I understand why he wouldn't be in the conversation. But if Embiid stays healthy, the Sixers have a better chance of finishing higher than the East than the Mavs in the West, and Embiid's numbers are sure to be as or more impressive than Luka's. And, in case you were wondering, Luka finished 8th on Basketball References MVP tracker board last season in spite of the fact that he came into the season as the MVP favorite. He finished tied with Kyrie Irving. You heard that right. And then there's Giannis, who is assuredly looked at in a completely different light now that he's won a championship, and as he should be, because he proved himself to be a completely different player along the way. I can only think he's going to be even more dominant next season, as are the Bucks. Now, Embiid is a plus 700, and Giannis is the same as KD, plus 800. Embiid finished second in voting to Jokic, and Giannis finished fourth, sandwiched around third-place Steph Curry. And maybe that's what is driving this. The fact that Steph got so many votes despite being on a 39-33 and team that couldn't beat the Lakers or the Grizzlies in play-in games to make the playoffs. That's just not enough to carry the day for me when it comes to Luka or any argument made on his behalf. Speaking of the Grizzlies, it's a long shot, but I'd put money on John Morant, who is being given 45 to 1 odds of winning MVP, or plus 450. His odds are what point up a crazy inconsistency on the board, the Action Network board, that is. It doesn't take into account how good or bad a candidate's team is expected to be. Case in point, Zion Williamson has better odds of winning MVP than John Morant at 40 to 1, or plus 400. This is Zion Williamson, whose Pelicans finished 31 and 41 and were three spots behind the Grizzlies in the standings. Now, what could that be based on? I like the addition of Jonas Valanciunas, but they didn't replace Alonzo Ball. And Brandon Ingram is a decent co-star, but he's not the ideal complement to Zion. A defensive monster and spot-up shooter would be. And they have a brand new, never-been-a-head-coach-before guy running the show in Willie Green. If I'm doing a comparison test between the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, as far as their fitness to be a vehicle for their number one star to be MVP, I'd give the nod to the Grizzlies roster, to their head coach Taylor Jenkins, and their chances of jumping from where they were last year to a spot in the standings that is MVP territory. I just don't see Zion getting so much better that he can lead the Pelicans to a 27-game improvement, which is what they'd need to match the Suns' winning percentage this past season that made them the second seed in the West. And if they made that kind of improvement, it would be among the top 20 team jumps in NBA history 
improving from one year to the next. It's much easier to imagine the Grizzlies making a 19-game improvement in wins, which would not at all be a historic leap. If you're into flyers on true long shots, I'd look at Jimmy Butler. The Heat had a slightly worse record than the Mavericks last season, but they've done considerably more to improve, winning the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes over both the Pelicans and Mavs. And Butler quietly finished fifth on the basketball reference MVP board last year. Put it all together and the anticipation that Luka Doncic is going to be next year or this coming season's MVP is as much wishful thinking as it was a year ago. It doesn't mean I don't like me some Luka Doncic, not at all. Just doesn't feel like the right place or time for him to be winning MVP. That may still be a year or two away. Can he eventually do it? Sure, I could see it, without question. He has the ability. He just doesn't have the team. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. In the next episode, I'm planning to talk about how I'm seeing the signs that LeBron James knows that he's on the other side of the mountain, on his way down. And in spite of all the bluster that we've heard about him challenging people, suggesting that he's the washed king, that he realizes that his best days may very well be behind him. All that in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 